Hey everybody, welcome to the Quality Loss Podcast. It's uh, a milestone for us this week. Um, we are on episode 30. Uh, and so I'm joined with Lucas. Hey, what's up guys? And Zach. Hey everyone, how's it going? And we're going to bring you a show tonight because that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to bring you a show tonight. I uh, yeah. uh, ran out of things to say. Uh, I know, <laughs> Lucas, you have an opening kickoff. And Zach, I do. I right. have I have an interesting like opening anecdote. So as uh, our few listeners may know, uh, one of our hosts, James, is a very outspoken Minnesotan. And he had an argument with us last week about how uh, casseroles should be called hot dishes, or at least that's what he believes they're actually called. Um, and I now can no longer be mad at him because he did that enough to get it into my head. And I went to play trivia last week, and one of the bonus questions uh, was about Minnesota. I was supposed to guess like a state based on three things. And the first thing out of the uh, announcer's mouth was hot dish one of the, of the three things. And I immediately wrote down Minnesota, handed it in, and I was the first by like a mile. Like I didn't even hear the other two things. I just heard hot dish and I was right. And it got me a free drink from the bonus round. Nice. <laughs> it's still not a real thing, though. No. <laughs> Unless it gets you free beer. That's true. Right. It is. It is. It is absolutely something that I will call a hot dish because it, it has now provided me with free beer. Just Why for that is Lucas knowledge. drinking this week? Because he has heard of hot dish. That's uh, right. It's reason That's enough right. for anyone to drink, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> my opening kickoff, uh, very short-lived, I'm sure, but at the moment of this taping, uh, Northwestern currently has the number six recruiting class in the country. Uh, we have 13 recruits. One of them is a four-star. The other one are all three stars. So... That's going to drop like a rock pretty soon. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm happy for now. Yeah. It's Just small victories. savoring the moment. Um, my kickoff is I'm leaving in a week, so hopefully we're going to get this recorded and then have y'all upload your audio and I can just knock it out tonight and then not have to worry about it for a week. Um, so, yeah, that's a real exciting kickoff on my part. You're so exciting, Duncan. I know. I'm just the most. What would we do without you? The world. <laughs> um, so I guess with that, let's let's dive on into our significant news. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and take this first one um, because I'm actually really interested in it. So, um, <clears throat> the University of Arkansas Little Rock uh, announced that they are potentially going to be adding a football program. They are currently part of the Sunbelt Conference, although they do not have a football program. Um, so I'm just kind of interested if this is going to like actually take off. Uh, and I actually, before the show, I was talking with uh, Zach and Duncan about this, thinking this is kind of sort of like the UNC Charlotte path uh, from a couple of years back. So uh, for those of you not in the know, in 2008, uh, UNC Charlotte unanimously, their their board of trustees decided, yeah, we want a football pro, uh, team. They had run like a bunch of studies saying like, was this, uh, I think it was actually a feasibility study is what they called it. They said, yeah, this is going to work. We can actually have a decent football program. And they did. Um, <clears throat> and in 2013, they had an inaugural season. Uh, they actually played two years of independent uh, or two years as an independent uh, team in FCS and then went to FBS Division One uh, in 2015. That was their first season where they performed horribly. But, you know, as to be expected of a very, very young team with a with a, a program that's literally three years old at that point. No, it's 
you know, the end of two, you know, and three, they had, they had finished two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if this actually comes to fruition in like, you know, maybe five or six years from now, we'll be saying, oh yeah, Arkansas Little Rock is uh, playing the Sun Belt against, you know, who else is in the Fun Belt? Texas State or... Uh, it's literally you know. the only other team I know of. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the Fun Belt though. Yeah, uh, no. Oh, no, you know who else is in there? It's uh, Central Arkansas because that, it no. actually mentions that in the With article. The says, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a so, yeah. So anyway, I I thought that was a little uh, a nice little thing to see. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things you know can be, you know, brought from this. Like you know, how many other teams are like Arkansas Little Rock or UNC Charlotte that we could see making a berth in FBS practically immediately. Richmond. You know what what does this mean for the future of like the, you know what what does it mean for like the scope of divisions in general? Like, are we going to see like a, mm-hmm. another major division change soon, where maybe we have like fcs fbs and like uh, a mysterious other one where you know blue bloods and massive schools go to that one you know it's it's what what are we going to do so i i i think that that's probably a conversation for another day but that's that's kind of like where my mind is going with this yeah i have yeah oh go ahead duncan oh i was just gonna say that it's probably there's a a split like that it's probably going to be the schools that are the p5 schools right now are gonna kind of peel off and form their own division and then mm-hmm. you're going to have what the G5s were are going to be the FBS level and then the FC le- or FCS levels below that and D2 and all that. Um, yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. That uh that sort of happened in South Dakota high school football. This is a really dumb tangent, but a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know anything about South Dakota, which I'm assuming is all of you, uh, <laughs> uh, there is one city where I'm from, Sioux Falls, city i say that with i know it's it's 170,000 people um and it's larger than i believe the next 10 population centers combined uh the whole state is about 880,000 people i think um so basically there was a couple different divisions for high school football and uh the highest division uh was all the the four schools in sioux falls and some of the other bigger town schools um, in the state and the Sioux Falls schools kept winning. So finally the rest of the state was like, all right, we're making 11 triple a, all of the Sioux Falls schools are just sort of banished to their own division. Um, and yeah, they just randomly developed, uh, their own realignment system, even though there were already like four or five other divisions. Sorry. That was a really bad tangent. Um, actually, I have two things. I don't think so. Oh. That that is oh, actually okay. you know kind of interesting because that that makes me think like is that eventually is that eventually going to happen like are we gonna have I mean I hate to be the one that's gonna say that you know about, about these teams but are we gonna have like Rutgers and Vanderbilt and like all these schools who historically uh, you know may, maybe those aren't great examples but I mean you know some some of the schools that are in P five but aren't nearly powerhouses in like anything for for the most part, yeah. are they eventually going to come together and just be like, all right, we're, we're going to go ahead and, you know, sit up here. You guys are now your own like super conference way up here. Right. You know, is that something that's in our future or is it going to happen the other way around? Like, you know, the Alabamas and Michigans and USC's, everybody decides like, all right, we're better than all y'all. We're, we're going to go ahead and go up to the next level. That's it. So that's I, the I'm one. interested. Yeah. That's interesting to think about. Uh-huh. Um, I, so I have two real quick things to say on Arkansas Little Rock. Yeah. Um, neither of them are that relevant. Um, but the only thing I know about Arkansas Little Rock sports 
was that they made the NCAA tournament last year in basketball, and they beat Purdue in double overtime, and then they lost to Iowa State. Um, good news is, both those teams, very beatable when they eventually get up to uh, FBS-level football. So, <laughs> That's um, a good point. <laughs> um, Accurate. Yeah, and then this is the uh, Arkansas Little Rock Trojans football Wikipedia section. I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It's not very long. <laughs> Though the football program... Yeah, throw the no. Listen to this. Though the football <laughs> program has long since been disbanded, the Trojans were a national powerhouse when the school was known as Little Rock Junior College. Coach Jimmy Caram revived a program in 1947 that hadn't played football since 1933. The team won the 1947 Coffee Bowl, 31 to seven, against Coffeeville Junior College, and played in the 1948 Junior Sugar Bowl, losing 18 to seven to South Georgia. In 1949, the team went undefeated and won the Junior Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, defeating Santa Ana Junior College and earning the Junior College National Championship. What happened to all these Junior Bowls? They've already won a Rose Bowl and a Sugar Bowl. So, oh, they played in a Sugar Bowl. They were just Junior College Sugar Bowls and Rose Bowls. Yeah, so so they they used to be playing at a JUCO level, so they weren't uh, they weren't four year university level football. Yeah, right. That was back okay. in like the forties. The the yeah. bigger takeaway from this is the fact that there used to be like Junior Rose Bowls. Yeah, and Junior Sugar <laughs> yeah. Bowls and yeah. probably Junior Orange great. Bowls and all that. Um, they should yeah, come back a little with bit those. Of, yeah, that'd be cool. Um I'd watch it. Well actually you say you know, maybe they do exist and maybe they're just like I mean so, it's possible. You know, that there's like never any people like watch it. I mean, I hate to say I'm this and I feel Googling bad. I'm sure this is Rose entirely Bowl. wrong. But there's not a lot of people who watch Juco football. I mean, there's oh, not so a the lot of the Junior Rose Bowl. The Junior Rose Bowl was played from 46 to 71, and then again in six. No, sorry, uh, 76 and 77, and then it stopped. That's really interesting. That'd huh. be cool. I would watch it. Yeah, I'm sure that. Okay, so uh, I, I take that from, back. I'm wrong. I guess it it no yeah, longer Lucas. exists. 1977 was the last one, but that is really interesting. Yeah, I had never even heard of that. That is, I mean, that that's crazy. We're learning stuff. We're supposed to be like talking so that our 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 uh, listeners, I almost said viewers, our listeners yeah. can actually like get Someday. some kind of football uh, information that they you know don't normally have. But we're learning too. Yeah, this is awesome. So my question is, are they going to put the the Junior Rose Bowl uh, on their stadium whenever they get around to putting up <laughs> like awards and things? Just like a banner. Yeah. Uh, leave out the. Uh... Well, I wonder, you know, if, if they decide to, if they decide to uh, have a football program, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, unless they have a football stadium that is ready to use. Oh, wait, no, I think I saw in there. They're going to use a. Yeah, they're going to, they, okay, never mind. I was going to say, damn it, they could have built a new one and called it the Junior Rose Bowl. That would have been awesome. No, they're going to use amazing. a memorial, whatever it is. Like, okay. What is it? Uh, what? I, what? Oh, the name of the. Stadium in Little Rock that Arkansas plays a game at. Oh, oh, uh, dude. uh yeah, um, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah, all I can think of uh, is War, War, War Memorial. War I don't Memorial. think that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. War um, Memorial. War Memorial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. So I mean, uh, I mean, it actually looks like it has a pretty, pretty decent. Uh, oh, crap. Ad. I'm getting an ad. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of this <laughs> thing. It looks like it actually has a. Not paying attention. What you're doing? Okay. The current capacity at War Memorial is 54,120. Now, I was oh, looking is, at an article, Duncan. Screw you. That um, is not bad at all. 
No, I mean, yeah, it has that's to support pretty uh, big. Arkansas. Arkansas plays a game there every year. They do at War Memorial? Yeah, it's like part of the weird contract. They have to play one game there every year. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, so what is it, 54,000? Yeah, 54,000. Okay, so... That's well above would be, what is required for NCAA yeah, and FBS contention. That would be that would be bigger than Oregon, Colorado. Uh, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa! No, are never you mind. Serious? No, no, sorry. I'm looking at their list. It's right directly below Oregon and Colorado. Larger than, than Indiana. Uh, larger than Minnesota. Larger than Maryland. What? Um, what is Rutgers. Minnesota's capacity? Minnesota's capacity is t- uh, fifty-two thousand five hundred and twenty-five. You're kidding me. Um. Yeah. Kansas is 50,000, Kansas State is 50,000, UNC is 50,000, Berkeley is 50,000. Um, wow. For some reason, I, I just imagine yeah. those schools had much It would be larger than you know, a this, lot this of is Power to, 5 I guess, teams. how spoiled I've been. Hey, it's bigger than Baylor. Yeah. Uh, We're like so, 35. And Northwestern. Like Baylor, yeah. Holy crap. Maybe I guess I really just don't have good depth perception because uh, – No, uh, our, our stadium looks a lot bigger than it is. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. Um, because that stadium, you know, being inside it actually the, felt really yeah. huge. I mean, it it, and this this is how bad it seems. You know, from my own memory, it must be like ridiculously messed up. But from my own memory, it doesn't feel that much smaller than like Kyle Stadium. And Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, well, that's Kyle is wrong, but. <laughs> absolutely huge. Okay, you know, yeah, I, Kyle. My my memory is, is not going to be great. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> unbelievably huge. That place is massive. But yeah, but anyway, that would yeah, be that's, that's an crazy. awesome place for a stadium to start up a program. Yeah, um, and especially if they can get the kind of uh, if they can get like an audience behind it, like they can actually get I don't know thirty thousand fans. Like probably don't even need anything near that for their first couple of seasons. As you know, if they took the UNC Charlotte path, their first like two independent season as an FCS contender, then you know maybe they can actually so, make an argument for coming up to FBS immediately. So what's the timeline on this again? I know you mentioned it earlier, but I forgot. So for UNC Charlotte? No, for uh, for Little Rock. If they do oh, make this comeback, what is then is there like a? You know, it would most know. likely be similar. I mean, I would imagine that you know once they approve it, they have to go through several years of uh, you know essentially making the infrastructure for a football program. They have to make a right. lot of hires. They have to be able to. They have to start recruiting players. They have to be able to, you know, nail down all all the little nuts and bolts that make a football program come together. You know, that that has to be achieved in a certain amount of time. And then they have to basically prove themselves. They have to go out and, and prove that they're not a complete dumpster fire of a program. And if they can do it effectively, then maybe the NCAA will step in and say, like, all right, fine. I guess you have enough people. You have all the requisite uh, or you have all the requirements to become an FBS school. Do you want to go ahead and do that? And then, you know, then it becomes like, will the division allow them in or at right. least for their program? Because they're already part of the Sun Build, as we've mentioned. So uh, there's there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. All right. Well, if and when this happens, um, if we are all still in contact, let's take a trip to Arkansas Little Rock's inaugural season uh, and watch a game. Yeah, because absolutely. James and I will be out of college and we'll be adults and you guys are in Texas anyway. So well, I'm actually about two hours from Little Rock right now. So. Uh, all right so now that well, we've like yeah. talked about that for so let's let's do our second little thing uh so we have the rice logo yeah they're doing a rebranding talking a lot um they're they're rebranding their their logos which on the one hand i can kind of see it because their logos are old as shit 
Um, so what they're doing is they're rebranding. The, the logo supposedly got leaked, um, but the actual announcement's tomorrow on the 11th of mm. April. And so the logos that they that got leaked are these really kind of clean looking minimalist owl head and owl like full owl logo and they look really nice they kind of look like hawks a little bit but i won't i don't know if i describe it as minimalist but otherwise you're you're i mean it's it's what it's the the face and then the rest of it's blue yeah I think so, there's a um, few more lines in there. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of a little bit there's more a, in my head. There's like but... a little white stripe, I think, on the the full owl logo for the like face and neck area. But I'm pretty oh, sure okay. the rest of it's just blue. No, I think I think uh I think Lucas is right on this one. It's a little busier. Oh, um okay. I mean they still look good. They're good I mean, looking owl logos. Um, fine, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Compared to the last <laughs> logo, it's minimalist. That's true. Yes, okay, so yes, um, now that we've nitpicked. Also, Duncan. <laughs> Another thing, just uh, I just looked up because I was curious, um, because Rice's old logos do look, like you said, old as shit. Um, their current logo set was um, has only been in existence since 2000. Well, okay, wait, since 97. Um, and they've shifted around what logos are used for what in yeah. 2010 and they did introduce two new alter or a new alternate logo in 2010. Um, but yeah, it's only been 20 years. It looks like they've had it since they started their football program. Right. Um, uh, well they may, but, I think they've had the, the Gothic R for, no, it's, uh, only been since 97. That was, that was 97. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm really? looking on sportslogos.net right now. Um, huh. How about also, that? Something that I did not realize, um, because apparently I was not watching Rice football prior to 2005, they used to have wings on their helmets, like the Eagles. Huh. That's kind of cool. Wish they did That'd that again. Weird. Um, <laughs> so. Huh. Um, well, anyway, at any rate, the, for their rebrand, yeah. apparently uh, people are worried that they're going to get rid of the old English R because the rumor is that they said people are confusing it too much with Rutgers. Let that one sink what? in. What? Yeah. That's like saying people are confusing Minnesota and Michigan's M's. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone else thought, too. They're different colors. I mean, they're just the same letter. No, but see, the problem problem is anybody anybody who ever said that they got confused by the Minnesota and Michigan M's would probably, like, be beaten to a pulp for saying that. Or they just wouldn't qualify for Well, speaking of this, um, yeah, never mind. I was going to go on a tangent, but I thought better of it. Um, (laughs) Continue our talking about the Rice logo. Remember when you used to get mad at Lucas and I for going off on tangents? Yeah, I guess I just warmed up to you guys now. Um, <laughs> I almost like you. Um, almost. We got a little ways to go, Duncan. That's okay. Um, um, no, yeah, so but I think, I, yeah. I like them. Honestly. I like them too. I hope they don't get rid of the R. They probably will, but it looks pretty good. Comic Sans. Yeah, that was in the, the CFB comment section, right? Yeah, um, I, w- I was I one of them. I see you, Duncan. Um, yeah, the new logos though, like they look good. They also look a little generic. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of like character to them that like makes me think of this particular school. And I guess part of that, when a logo has like a character that you know represents a school, a lot of that just comes from history and that logo being used and associated with a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is certainly not like you know. If you guys remember North Dakota changing their name to the Fighting Hawks and introducing a logo that looks like it should be used by the Postal Service, 
you know, this is not that. It's a good logo. It's just not groundbreaking. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good comparison. I mean, I haven't uh, seen it. I, I gotta think, look it up now. I think yeah, you kind of hit the nail Fighting on Hops. the head there with uh, the the idea that we're giving a little bit of recency bias to uh, what we now know as like kind of the symbols for rice. Although mm. I do kind of agree that the oh R is a little bit more symbolic. You know, again, that could be recency bias. You know, someone who you know has been following rice for fifty years is probably like, "Oh, that's new." You know, bring back the old something or other. I don't know. But for a lot of us, you know, that that R has been kind of cemented in. You know, it's it's been it's been like the one that really has been much more prevalent. I'd say, guys, I am very confused. Okay, so wait, give me one second. You weren't kidding. That really does look like post. It's awful. Logo. If anyone out here has not seen the new North Dakota logo, just Google North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Um, and then, we've already all done this on the show. We all look through this already. But then Google the list of, um, or the document of suggested names that were proposed by people who are North Dakota fans, and in some cases not North Dakota fans, um, for <laughs> renaming, <laughs> because they are incredible. Um <laughs> It's awesome. It's like, Didn't we go oh, through the probably, list one of like the earlier episodes yes. and we were just picking out some of the most ridiculous ones? Yes. Yeah. It was like 1,200 different entries too. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, so oh, I'm confused. As someone who does not know anything about rice beyond the last few years mm-hmm. or you know decade or whatever, like looking at this sportslogos.net, they have a pr- – a, Rice's primary logo is this owl that looks like the Tootsie Pop commercial owl um, from 41 to 49. Then they have an owl walking around in a little sailor hat from 50 to 61. And then they don't have a logo from 62 to 96. And then they have a new one that was introduced in 97. They may have just had – it could be that they don't have a confirmed primary logo on that website and – yeah. Since they don't have any confirmation of it, they don't put it there. It could be that Rice just didn't have one, and they just used yeah. the whole seal. I just Googled Rice Football 1980, and they could have just yeah, had. It doesn't helmets. look like there's any. It just they just yeah, wrote that's, Rice that's the, on the on the helmet. Oh, it just what? Just says Rice. It just says Rice on the helmet. It's a white helmet, uh, blue. Presumably, it's a black and white photo. Uh, but Interesting. It says rice. Anyway, I was just curious about that, yeah. why they just don't have a logo listed for 40 years. I'm more curious about why you call it a Tootsie Pop instead of a Tootsie Pop. You know what? <laughs> I get enough shit from everybody here about my pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you know, okay. Every week. This word, uh, V-A-G-U-E. Big? I can't say that word. Did you say V eight like the word vague? Yeah, I say vague. I just say vague. <laughs> I cannot get myself to say like vague. Like I cannot figure out how to do it. So I have just resorted to saying synonyms for that. So I've probably <laughs> said nebulous more than like anybody else in the history of the world. Um, nebulous. I, Wait, how do you say vaguely? Vaguely. Nebulously. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so let's let's move on. We've gone on a ridiculous tangent. Um, Jalen Hurd visiting Baylor. Yeah, because apparently he just can't get enough of disappointing me. (laughs) That was that was harsh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I figured you'd be the one to take it because this is this is your two yeah. schools. I mean, you I mean, <laughs> on the one hand, part of me doesn't want him because of all the rumors of just how awful of a person he was in the locker room and towards the teammates and towards the coaches. I mean, there's rumors of him on the sidelines for the Georgia game going out and uh, scoring a touchdown and coming back to Butch Jones and saying, you're not going to do that again without me and not playing another down. Now, supposedly he was injured for it, and they didn't disclose that till later. But, I mean, that's the, the the reports were after that game. And he was just, you know, everything that I've read about him paints him out to just be a huge dick. Well, and, I I mean, part of me is like it, it takes, you know, some of with the attitude that he had to leave Tennessee. I mean, we, we had a whole conversation about this mm-hmm. when it actually happens. It does not surprise me, to be totally honest, that he's pretty self-centered and could be a giant asshole. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. I would be okay with having him at Baylor because, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, leads into the next part where he doesn't want to be a running back anymore. Right. He's 6'4". He thought he was going to be playing out of a power eye in Tennessee. Um, which is dumb, and, and I don't the, know why he... Would, right. Right. But the sort of shotgun thing was not, you know, playing to his style. Yeah. Um, and now he wants to play tight end or wide receiver, which he has the size for um, and theoretically the athleticism for. Um, I don't know. He's only what's what? he's 240 pounds. So I mean, he's heavy he, enough yeah, to he's be. A, huge. He's a big boy. He, he could be a tight end. He would not but, be a very good blocking tight end, but like the he would make funny a pretty thing good about it is he's leaving Tennessee, who runs a spread offense, because he wants to be a wide receiver now, mm-hmm. and so he's going to come to Baylor, who, for all intents and purposes, based on Matt Rule's previous offensive schemes, is a power run offense, and now right. he doesn't want to run. Like that's and yeah. If you want to play tight end in that offense, you're going to need to yeah. block. What? Um, what are you thinking, kid? Yeah, uh, but from weird. what I understand, uh, from his visit, he he worked out. He met with the coaches and uh, worked out with some of the players, I guess. And yep, he uh, and this is yeah. interesting. So I, I brought this up: um, the fact that if he does end up going to Tennessee, he's going to have nope. to sit going one to year out his junior year. I'm sorry, yes, if he does go to Baylor from Tennessee after leaving Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, he will lose a year of eligibility. So Unless... he will not be able to play his junior year. Unless, Unless he graduates over the summer. I, I don't think everything I'm reading makes it sound like he's like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean he that's will be that's out. kind of what I've I've understood as well. But I mean he could switch to some bullshit major and get a degree in kinesiology or something. Yeah, who who knows? Either way, I mean it's it's gonna be interesting to see like if he does make this change, like how how are they gonna qualify him? Mm-hmm. And how you know how does he think that the rest of his football career is going to play out with very very weird uh, eligibility on top of what you know if I were a coach what I would see is like off field issues yeah. as well as on field issues yeah so, so and well I think part of the reason that he wants to play those other positions is it's not so much that he thinks he'll be better at them he just wants to show NFL scouts and all of that look I can do all of these things if you give me the right coaching and. Uh, you know, equipment, I can probably become a very good player in the pros. But it's right. Like it's just his timing and his choices are all just weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Like well, because he's, young kid, he's doing dumb shit. It's tough to be a running back in the National Football League at, you know, above six one, six two. Brandon Jacobs was like six four, two sixty and was awesome. 
Derrick Henry's like 6'3". It's po- not impossible, but those were also like transcendent talents um, yeah. athletically. And Jalen Hurd is not on that level as an athlete. He's good. He's a very good athlete. He's not Derrick Henry. Um, oh, hell no. no. Right. So as I think wish. everyone can agree. Um, and now there's no one to piss off by uh, us talking bad about Jalen Hurd. So um, like we did last offseason. Um, but uh, sort of while we're talking about um, Baylor, I know we're talking about Baylor because it is close to home for Duncan. Um, but it is worth noting that he has also taken visits to Cal, Ohio State, and Louisville. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Oregon's name thrown around as potentially being interested in him, although nothing official has happened yet. Um, so he will, like, be on a major team's roster next yeah. Or like he will be on a team next year. Will be playing in two years, probably contributing well. Um, I don't know. I just i I wonder why um, Ohio State would take him. I mean, they just they're so overflowing yeah. with talent. You'd think taking on someone with his baggage, with his potential baggage. Again, we don't know the whole story. Um, I but mean, I, I could make a joke about Urban Meyer and his. his <laughs> His players that he brings on, but I won't. Something, something is right. an ongoing investigation. Right, no, not Auburn. Um, but for <laughs> but for Cal or Louisville or the current Baylor program, he would be you know a huge injection of talent. Um, so it's an interesting storyline to watch develop. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. it's something to to keep following. Uh, you know, whenever news pops up about it. From what I understand, Ohio State's not at all interested in him. They've they've said you know you can come meet with us, but we don't really want you. Oh okay, um, or at least that's yeah. that's what I've heard. <clears throat> that wouldn't make sense. But it's I don't know. From what I've understood, he he met with the Baylor staff and coaches and UC the facilities and everything, and he he had a good time and he enjoyed it and he got along with the coaches and all that. So um, yeah, you know, take that for what it's worth. And I just before we move on, I do want to like just say we are not obviously intending to talk bad um and like slander this college yeah, i mean we, yeah. we don't know the whole story it's just that like duncan said he has well publicized incidents um that you know don't look great yeah and the only reason that i'm inclined to even slightly believe them is because as much as people don't like the way he acted i'm pretty sure they hate butch jones more <laughs> and so if they're willing to take Butch's side on this, then chances are, you know, there's something to it. At least that's the way I view it. Cool. Uh, but. Um, so next up, uh, Tom Herman. Yes. Uh, breaking in, uh, breaking in the, uh, literally, or attempting to break in, um, trying you know, to break down. the Texas football program. Um, yeah, so there was a video going around, um, of Tom Herman and the Texas football team demolishing uh, a locker room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess and they're so, renovating it. I don't know why they yeah. would do that otherwise. They're they're getting a new locker room of some sort, and this one needed to be uh, torn apart, I guess. And, you know, free labor plus, you know, good photo ops um, and a good football cliches. Aggression. Yeah. Right. Um, they decided to let the football team, like, sort of hammer at the uh, lockers. Um, if you haven't seen this video, look it up. Tom Herman um, does not know how to swing a hammer. Uh, he did 
the one thing you don't want to do when you start swinging a sledgehammer and swung from the side horizontally um, into something and the hammer just sort of bounces back at you. It's really dumb. You always go over your head. That's a pro tip. Um, yeah. Lucas, Duncan, what do you guys have to say as big I 12 people? I think it gave us the best GIF ever made because you know someone's going to have a Jayhawk logo right where the, the hammer hits. God, um, that game next season. Uh, in fact, I might just make it. Um, oh, no. And it's just... The whole thing's hilarious because he swings the hammer like a baseball bat and it hits the wall of the locker and just bounces off and he falls over because it bounces so hard. Oh, my God. And it, <laughs> he, like, scrambles back up and I guess they probably uh, okay. tried to, to move on as quickly as possible. Is it bad that the first time I saw that video, all I could think of was somebody is going to turn this into a Texas-Kansas meme somehow and... I didn't want to give someone the idea. Oh, God, it, damn it, Duncan! It, it's I'm sure that's already been made, honestly. Oh, I'm sure. If and if if not, then someone's got like the idea in their head, just not the means. I mean, I can. I might make it. I'll probably make it this. You're week. an evil human being. You wait until this after this podcast to do this. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to. It's going to take more time than that. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, should we move on? Um, I think you just want to get away from the fact that Tom Herman made a fool. That is, you quiet. (laughs) I have nothing else to add to it, so we can move on. But I just wanted to point out that I want to get over. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tom Herman just needed to be a little stronger. (laughs) That's a terrible joke. All right. Uh, I do want to say I wanted to while we're mentioning just hilariously bad uh, sledgehammer things uh, I, I talked to uh, or i was telling lucas and zach before the show that there was back in 20 what did i say 14 uh eastern michigan had a whole thing where they were going to enter the football field and break down a cinder block wall with sledgehammers uh, let the captain swing sledgehammers at the wall and it yeah. took them about two minutes to break through the wall and about that time that they broke down part of it the players just started running around it it was they just kind of gave yeah, up it was it was definitely pretty bad <laughs> So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's move on to the next point. Uh, the NCAA finally ended the boycott of North Carolina. So this was a big issue in the past because the NCAA had blo- had come in and said, all right, we're no longer going to uh, have any NCAA tournaments, I believe. Right. Is that all they yeah. said? Or they they had like, like a bunch any, of other stuff. Any NCAA sponsored like, activity, sponsored championship thing. So not like yeah. school sports, but like. If it's a postseason thing, then it yeah. can't be held there. Exactly, and they they cited the reasoning was the uh, the bathroom bill, the was infamous like bathroom bill, H two B or something like that. Yeah, something like HB2. that. So, so uh, because of that, there's been like this big battle, and I think we talked about this last week how we thought that like NCAA was swinging around weight it didn't have, um, things like yeah. that. So it's it is. Not going to lie, it is a little surprising to me that uh, that ended so quickly. I mean, I was going to say that happened, like, within a couple of days of our sh- of our recording. So, yeah, um, well, and at the time, when we recorded about it, it was a fairly recent activity to then. So, I mean, like, this this whole, like, the NCAA blocked them, and, like, I, th- I want to say it was, like, a week or less later, like, the, it was gone. Yeah, well, it was more than that because they were supposed to have the NCAA basketball tournament. One of the rounds was supposed to be there, and uh, they told them, you know, if you don't repeal, 
then we're going to move. And so they did. They moved it to South Carolina. Um, I think they put it in like Charlotte, South Carolina or something like that. Or uh, I don't know cities in South Carolina, honestly. But it was somewhere near the border of North Carolina, but it was still in South Carolina. Just kind of a big middle finger to... to yeah, that, that really North is. North Carolina. That, yeah, giving it to South Carolina. And then, uh, you know... It, North Carolina got a little bit of vengeance from that, at least the school did, you know, for winning the tournament. But other than that, it's like, wow, uh, that is a huge middle finger just in general to, like, the state of North Carolina. Like, hey, you guys, screw you because of your laws. We're going to go ahead and take all this money and give it to South Carolina. Yeah. And so it was this whole ordeal where, you know, it was the NCAA just kind of like, you know, screw y'all. We're going to have our way whether you like it or not. And so... Finally, I guess North Carolina was like, okay, well, they're actually going to follow through with this plan. We might as well just repeal the act. No one likes it. We're getting a bunch of bad publicity from the rest of the country. Um, our tourism and uh, just general business business, uh, yeah, was just yeah. tanking because people were pulling out left and right. Like The only people I think left were probably Belk, and that's because they really can't go anywhere else. Yeah, they, they have nowhere to go. I mean, they're... they're deeply ingrained into North Carolina. So, um, anyway, so it's, you know, it's kind of, it's definitely a happy thing to happen because I mean, part of me is like, yeah, we don't, we don't want any state to really be excluded from, you know, NCAA participation, especially not because of uh, something that has questionable morality behind it, you know, being the bathroom bill. Um, so now that that's over, that's, that's kind of interesting. So I, I did mention that we thought, um, the NCAA was throwing around a little bit more weight than they had, and we actually speculated last week, I believe, that their boycott wasn't really going to have much weight in the state deciding because it was basically like a drop in the bucket to them. But you boy, did were notice, we wrong. yeah, boy, were we I, wrong? Number hmm. one, and you also did mention. I don't so remember. You, you said they were losing things left and right, and I mean, you know, maybe this just came at this was maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back, so yeah. to speak. I mean, guess. yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if that was our conclusion last week that it wasn't going to have a lot of weight. We talked about how it might not be like like the legality of it might be in question and it might. Oh, no, that, yeah. that was it. Yeah. But but I don't think any of us ever said the NCAA was like an insignificant uh, thing for North Carolina. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but you're right. There was just a lot of pressure, as we talked about on the last episode, too, from a lot of lot of different uh organizations the nba uh was a very very vocal one um like you said a lot of companies were um ditching plans to build you know facilities in north carolina um and yeah so i mean i feel like they were trending this way sort of anyway and the north uh sorry the ncaa like deadline may have just been like all right might as well do this yeah by this deadline since it's going to happen anyway um yeah, so at least now we don't need to go through this whole thing about the NCAA being sued or whatever, probably. Yeah, cause that well, I, was, been... I was just going to say, you know, thank God we just don't have to talk about this anymore because right. it shouldn't have been an issue to begin with because the whole thing was just ludicrous. Right. Yep. And that's a political argument for another day. And, yeah. you know, while I Don't get me wrong, I agree with you, but, I mean, I don't really want to get too, like, politicky on the channel. I mean, yeah. it's, it's... No, it's fair. It, it is loosely related to football, but pretty much only for the fact of, you know, Man. it being related to the bill and yeah. the NCAA. Right. So anyway, um, so now that that's over, 
I'm glad, you know, that we don't, you're right, we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's behind us. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, I, I actually don't know too much about this one. You were actually just talking about it before the podcast, Duncan, and I, I uh, was researching something and I don't think I heard all of it. So it's a uh, Louisville blocking grad transfer. They're, they're blocking a grad transfer to, to uh, Mississippi State. Yeah. So from what I understand, Mississippi State hired the defensive coordinator from Louisville. I think it's Grantham. Uh, so it is. Uh, and so one of the Louisville players is trying, one of their cornerbacks is trying to grad transfer to a couple of places. And Louisville has issued more than just uh, blocks on Mississippi State. It's like uh, two ACC schools, Mississippi State, Oregon, and somewhere else, Ohio State maybe. Um, and But the, the interesting one was Mississippi State because it's very clearly because their defensive coordinator left and it just seems really petty and you know typical Petrino bullshit that is kind of interesting uh so I didn't know that it had a pretty strong list like that so why why are they blocking all those specific schools is there really a reason um well so a couple of the schools any of the reasons Purdue and Kentucky and Purdue and Kentucky are both on Louisville's 2017 schedule um I don't know why Mississippi State, Notre Dame, and Western Kentucky would be on that list. Maybe um, personal like, why, like, why Western Kentucky? Why would you be like, no, you can't go to Western Kentucky? Because That's it's dumb. another Kentucky school. Yeah. Louisville's in Kentucky. Right, but, like, they're not in the same stratosphere. No, like, it, it's, it's dumb. Just one of those things like, where it's like, like, you don't want him to go to another school. It's the same reason that... Uh, well, it's, I mean, it doesn't really happen. No, but I mean, it's a little different, but like Texas schools don't want other kids to transfer to other Texas schools. Right. But there's a difference between saying you can't transfer from UT to Texas A&M yeah. and saying like you can't transfer from UT to Rice. If I had to guess, it's probably because they're afraid that Western, Western Kentucky is not a bad team by any means. So if they start getting any better or get better players, I don't know how good this guy actually was, but if they start getting better players, they start doing better, and then it's becoming a competition for in-state recruits, however many come out of Kentucky or ones in the area. That's fair. Um, So um, this just really bothers me um, in general. Like, grad transfers are – I thought they were supposed yeah, to be under, like un- free game for whoever. Right, like under no circumstances should you be able to block a grad transfer. In in my opinion, yeah, because that student has like done everything for their school, for your school that like you know was required of them. They yeah. have been there long enough to get a degree, and yeah, they. Yeah, like it's not – it's barely even transferring. It's only transferring in football. Academically, they're not transferring to a, to a new university. They're yeah. just getting yeah. a degree on yeah. a different level at another school. And it seems yeah. really, really ba- – just bad. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. It's, it's, it's egregious to tell them they yeah. can't go get it a grad degree somewhere. You're, you're definitely right that it's petty. And now that you kind of explain it like that, when you put it that way, I completely agree. It It is – it's uh, it seems to be very detrimental to the student. Like, what if uh, what if the student had like a full scholarship to you know the, uh, this might not be the case, but maybe they had the full scholarship to Western Kentucky, but the school steps in and says like, nope, can't do it. You right, know, and, I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure that's probably the case for like all the schools if they're really considering him as a grad transfer. But at the same time, like, 
you know, maybe uh, the program that he really wanted to go to that he knows, uh, you know, if he's going for a PhD instead of his master's, you know, maybe uh, the PhD uh, uh, mentor that he wanted to have was only at Western Kentucky. Maybe he knows him somehow and says like, all right, I want to do your program. But the school stepped in and said, no, I'm sure this is, this is wildly speculative and is probably in no way related to what actually happened, but it's theoretical. Right. Uh, And another thing about sort of grad transfers is like, you know, when you, when you do, transfer to a school as a graduate student like you're going for your sport but that's not the only consideration I mean you're no longer like a bright-eyed bushy-tailed high school kid with big dreams of making it to the NFL like you are not playing professional football like if you're a graduate transfer like you are preparing for your future Um, like Northwestern um, gets grad transfers from time to time and they study in you know the business school or something and they get Mm -hmm. great degrees and I know a lot of other schools do that as well. Like when you transfer to a school, the program that you're enrolling in is at least part of the consideration. Um, so it seems extra sort of shitty to tell them they can't go get that particular education. Um, well, yeah, that, 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 that's was, kind of what I was getting at. I didn't, no. I didn't realize that schools could even have any say in it. I thought it was strictly they're no longer if they don't want to be a student of that school. Therefore, they are not a player for that team and they can go wherever. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize, realize that the school either. school had any say in it at all, unless they're withholding his degree. Yeah, that would be extra shitty. That's like some serious blackmail. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it would be illegal. Wow. Or at the very yeah, least, that's, something that's, you can sue. That's a good sue point. Over. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there are some weird legal loopholes that they're taking to be able to lawfully or like within the rules of the NCAA or, you know, maybe it's a gray spot legally where they're basically saying they're dictating the future of this mm-hmm. young athlete. Yeah. So I don't, we don't know. We're we're wildly speculating on this, and it it could just be something as simple as, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a I can't think of a really stupid reason why they do it. Look at me, I'm the ESPN now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, I do have one more thing if we want to cover it really quickly. Uh, go for sure, it. yeah. Have to. Uh, it's apparently PJ Fleck said that he took a huge pay cut to go uh, coach at Minnesota. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, if you don't want to talk about that, we can. Sure. So I, I think that would be kind of interesting. So we we did have this conversation before we started recording. Um, basically, my argument was. Uh, if he has a standing offer for more money from Western Michigan before he goes to Minnesota, when he says he's taking a pay cut, what he really means is Western Michigan had essentially given him a raise before him making the decision to go to Minnesota. Like it was practically like at that point they, they couldn't, uh, ref- they couldn't like uh, renege on the argument. Yeah. So at that point it technically was a, uh, was going down in pay because he already had that offer on the table. It's like an opportunity cost. Yeah. But you're right that, you know, I'm, I'm sure the job at Minnesota is paying more than what he was making at Western yeah, Michigan. So that was definitely that the point. case. Um, Cause he's making, I think three and a half million for um, per year from Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. for a total of 18 and a half right now or something like that. And at uh, Western Michigan, he was making 800,000 a year with incentives up over a million. Um, yeah. But apparently the athletic director came out and offered him and there was never released what the amount was and the contract hadn't been released or anything like that. But they offered him just an absurd amount of money 
for him to stay at Western Michigan. And I guess he thought that the ceiling wasn't high enough for him there uh, to stay, even for all the money. And so he left and went to Minnesota. That's interesting. Um, part of me, I mean, you know, if, if it were me in that situation, I don't know. I, I'd be the, I feel like uh, I'm the kind of guy who would say like, who, who wouldn't say that kind of crap? Like yeah. to, to, I, I know for some of them at some point it does become, a, it does become something about the money when you're uh, a high, high profile coach like PJ Fleck in that case, or Harbaugh going to Michigan or uh Herman going to Texas, you know, the big names going to bigger schools. So the price point is going to be a lot higher, but at the same time, it, it feels a little, a, a little douchey to me. Like he's focusing too much on the money when he was like, yeah, I don't worry guys. I took a pay cut to $3.5 million. Yeah. Like, well, really? And, like, well, and in his to defense, me, it's t- if you're getting paid anything over a million dollars a year, it stops really mattering how much you're being paid. For me, that's true. That's true. I mean, some of that is coming out of bitterness of being like, yeah, bro, you make like $3.5 million. Don't complain. I mean, to be totally honest, that's kind of where I'm coming from. But it it does it does make a good point. Like, why would you why would you kind of drag both those schools through the mud? Right. That's what it is for me. It's not him bragging about the or you know, talking about the money or whatever. It it does sound like you said, douchey to me um, because it just sort of seems unnecessarily. Um, like mean spirited, I guess, towards Western Michigan. Um, I mean, I guess like what he intended to say was probably, you know, how strongly he believes in the Minnesota job and how much he loves it there. But it comes off as pretty spiteful towards Western Michigan to just be like, yeah, you guys can throw money at me and you're not good enough for me. And it just like for what he built there and for what the school gave him, they freaking put oars on fucking everything because he had this catchphrase like the school was a hundred percent in on pj fleck and mm-hmm. for him to do something that could be seen as so dismissive of them kind of bothers me i really like pj fleck i really want to like him but it leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah well that there's is, that you, whole... you just put to words what i completely failed to do zach thank you it he he made it he made it seem very douchey. i'm i'm sure you're totally right he he probably had the best intentions of saying like you it, it, he probably meant to say like I wanted to go to Minnesota this bad, not you know, no offense mm. to Western Michigan, but you're right. It came off as basically fuck you, Western Michigan. You can you can pay me more than what Minnesota you know bought me for, and I still won't stay with you. Yeah, like well, in that sense, like the, it, in general, taken out of context, that's pretty douchey. Part of that too is you're looking at um, you know, you have one person that's talking then about an institution of people. It's not just like one to one, so you can't really treat it as like, oh, well, I'm going to do this despite this one individual. It's I'm going to do this because I'm a person and this institution isn't a person. So you have to look at it from that aspect. On top of it, Western Michigan also did take his catchphrase and then trademark it and copyright it from him, and then sold it to him for six hundred thousand dollars. That's true. So at the same but, time, but still, and it's still. a phrase about his dead son. Or inspired by his dead son, or something to do with his dead son. Presumably, like they, so it, I don't it, know. The like, whole I feel like they trademarked it so weird. that it could be affiliated with the football program. I mean, yeah, right. Like it, it so that they could merchandise be, it. I'm, they could have let him keep the the trademark and just have it in his name. 
uh, kind of like you do with a patent where, you know, if you have a patent for something and you work for a company, but it has your name on it, when you go somewhere else, you sign a non-compete, but the patent's still yours. Yeah, I guess sense. that's an interesting side to it that I had never thought about why why they had the trademark in the first place. Um, but it, that still seems disingenuous to me to be like looking for reasons why Western Michigan might have done something, whatever. Like they well, really do have his best my, interests. My point, I think. My point and, was that Western Michigan was trying to cash in on this this individual that had brought them to fame. I mean, without PJ Fleck. Who the hell would have thought or heard of Western Michigan as a football team? That's kind of mean. They were pretty good a couple of years back. I mean, they, you know, they, they had they, PJ Fleck. He's been there for a while. He's been there since at least 2013. I mean, was, I thought I was going to say earlier than that. He may be. Yeah, maybe, he maybe was 30 but. and 22 in his time there. Before this last season where they went 13 and 1, he was 17 and 21. Yeah. So. They had, yeah, I don't know, like, okay, so if you look at the previous coaches, um, Bill Cubitt, who was the interim coach for Illinois after they fired Tim Beckman um, before they hired Lovey Smith, um, so not a small-time coach at all, was there um, and was 51-46 and 46 in eight seasons, um, took them to three bowls, um, you know, so they were not like a gutter bottom of the barrel program before no. Fleck got there. And but for Fleck's first three years, well, they were one and eleven, eight and five, eight and five, thirteen and one. So he definitely turned them around. He improved yeah. the team. Um but they bought into him just as much as he bought into them, I guess, is my point. Yeah. And but the, the, on top of that, that goes back to my whole individual versus institution thing. It's not just like, you know, a person versus a person and you take sides. It's a person versus an institution. And then you take sides. And on top of that, it, it's, it becomes more personal than it should be. Yeah. That's fair. So in general, the whole thing's convoluted. Mm. And just like every other thing we've been talking about, we're wildly speculating on things that we don't have all the information on, but it is kind of, it does make for an interesting conversation. Isn't that the point yeah. of a podcast? <laughs> That's a good point. We're just bullshitting here. None of us really know what we're talking about. All right. Uh, do we come up with the two-minute drill? Can't even drill? name three Sunbelt teams. Here we go. Um. <laughs> two-minute drill. Name three Sunbelt teams. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, like I can name like most of them in like Conference USA, but I can't do Sunbelt. Oh, wait. So, okay, Sunbelt. Um, yeah, I don't know. Central yeah, Arkansas. Central Arkansas. Texas State. Um, in one day, Louisiana, Arkansas. Louisiana Lafayette. Um, fuck, who else is in the Sun Belt? I feel like you're looking wait, it up. So, wait, so am I no, right? No, I'm not looking okay. them up. I don't no, know I them. I have no idea. I, I'll, I'll pack oh. them. I don't know them. I'll okay, so I've got, I've got my three. I, I will look it up now. What were your three? So uh, I had, bef- before Arkansas, I actually press UOL enter. and Texas State. Yes, okay. for Fun Belt. I do not know. Um, okay. Wow. We are oh, a bad wait. college football podcast. Wait, okay. You had the wrong Louisiana school. Wrong. No, I did. Oh, right, App State. right Louisiana school. App I was State. right for Texas State. I was wrong for Arkansas, and that means I actually have to correct something that I said earlier. It's Arkansas State yeah. that wait, is in Sunbelt. Arkansas? Or you said you ULL. Say? I oh, said never mind. Yeah, yeah, you're oh. right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I said Central Arkansas. Oh, Central Arkansas. Yeah, because okay. se- yeah, I, I, that was talking about... Um, yeah, Central Arkansas is FCS, aren't they? 
Yes, they are FCS. Yeah. So Central Arkansas, uh, I think that came up in conversation when I was talking about Arkansas Little Rock. Yeah. 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 So and that was wrong. So Arkansas State is also in the Sun Belt and is. How did a we not know program. App State? We should know App State. Duncan, yeah, you should, should know App State. State. Yeah. Did, well, wait, did you guys to... not have your three? Uh, I wasn't going to. I was just gonna. Yeah, I just y'all. didn't. I just didn't know three. Like, I thought we were joking about the two minute drill because I had no idea. I mean, we don't um, have a better one. So no, we well, don't. I got you then because you said name three and I did. You All did, right, Mr. You Wiki. Did. You very passed. much. Well, sort of. You got two out what of three. What do you mean, sort of? You got two out of three. Yeah. Oh, okay, also, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I did. I did screw up Central Arkansas. Uh, real quick. Um. Yeah, for someone who's in charge of, you know, being on top of knowing everything about college football for the RCFB wiki, you don't know a lot about the Sun Belt. Wow, yeah. Sun Belt. Fair, does anyone hurting, know a lot about the Sun man. Belt? No. Um, Other than the fact it's wait. called the Fun Belt? No. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> anyway, this has gone on far too long. Um, so, do, Zach. Do you guys want to yeah. so do why Zach, Zach drinking this week? This week. So Zach is drinking this week um, because of injuries. It makes me sad. Uh, spring camp injuries always suck. Um, two in particular. Uh, a while back, um, about a week or so ago, uh, Trey Williams, who is a Northwestern cornerback, uh, started most of the year after. Okay, so basically what happened is last year um, Northwestern lost a starting cornerback to an injury and he missed the whole season then in like the second game of the season their other starting cornerback got a concussion which was like the third or fourth of his career and he retired from football so this freshman uh steps up starts uh like 10 or 11 games or something um now he tore his achilles and is going to be out until at least uh october it sounds like um so that makes me really sad um you know because he played really well as a young guy um, the other one, and Lucas also feels bad about this one, I think, cause it's his team. Um, but Brandon Snyder, uh, starting safety for Iowa, uh, is going to likely miss the entire season after tearing an ACL. Um, he's a guy that, um, I have somewhat of a personal connection to, uh, he went to the school that my mom teaches at. My mom taught him in first grade. Uh, his dad is her like principal or something. Um, I've met the family a couple times, uh, and he's a guy who played for a tiny ass school in bumfuck nowhere, Iowa, and, um, won at like a state championship was an amazing football player at his tiny little division and then turned down offers from FCS programs to walk on to Iowa. And then his second year in the program became a starter. Um, and it just really sucks to see that, you know, taken away from someone, so quickly on yeah. a non-contact yeah. injury in the spring. Wait, so he, he's um, a sophomore, though. So, I mean, you said that he's got... I think he'll be a redshirt injury. junior this next year. I'm sorry? Year. I think he's a redshirt junior. He, oh, he would have so, been okay. a redshirt junior this year. Okay, so that means that if he's if he's out for this entire season, which actually the, the report I saw was I don't think he was out for the season. I thought it was just spring. No, you're thinking of Matt Vandenberg. I'm talking about... Uh, oh, Brandon you're right. Snyder. You're right. Okay, yeah. So it's a season-ending injury. Do you, you, don't, do you think it's a career-ending injury? Uh, so probably not like ACLs are generally not career ending injury these days. Cause surgery has gotten good enough on them. Some. Right. Like surgery's gotten good enough that they're no longer career ending injuries. Um, 
it's a little tough because you never really know what the recovery from an ACL injury is going to look like. Some people can get pretty much right back to their previous form. Some people lose a step. Um, and he's a guy who, you know, like I said, was not recruited incredibly heavily um, or at all by FBS um, programs, um, in part because on, like, you know, testing-wise, he's not the world's greatest athlete. So if he loses a step, that could be um, problematic for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm drinking is because it sucks to see players get hurt. Uh, just in general, those are two examples that I have right now but I'm sure it's happening at other schools too. Um, yeah. Especially yeah, in the spring the when they're not even getting to like play the game. <laughs> what? Well, the, so that yeah, that has been kind of a re- recurring theme with the, uh, oh. the injuries. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Um, okay. I have a funny pretzel story too, but okay. you guys don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, so I uh, guess y'all have anything y'all want to say before we, we sign off? Some here? last words? Some last well, words. Well, I mean... Just kind of in general, it's it's interesting how every week we get in here and about two hours before the show, we're thinking like, all right, what are we going to have on the show? We got to look at content. And after like 10, 15 minutes, we're like, all right, we've got a few things. This is going to be a short episode. And then here we are. We're over an hour time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This, it, I start every time. Every yeah. time. I start. I've started every episode of this offseason with like, man, we don't have anything to talk about. And sure enough, yeah, here we we're are in an hour every time. So um, uh, this time it's actually like my fault, though. I was the tangent guy this week. Well, so. actually, we were set to be under, and then I added on the the Minnesota thing. Oh, that's true. Um, All right. So because I'd rather be a little bit over than be under. That's true. But I mean, Zach, cool. you you killed it with a lot of things. You're right, though. You did go on tangents, and you're never the one that goes on <laughs> tangents. It's good to hear you. Oh man. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, is, everyone. Is oh. we started this whole thing talking about uh, uh, talking about about Oregon and Minnesota and all of that, and Zach's or not Zach, uh, James is never going to hear it because he never listens to the show. That's true. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this was episode thirty. Uh, see you hopefully next week. <laughs>